All right, we mostly looked at this uh, third commandment, uh, found out how much trouble Sean was in. Uh, then people tried to lump me in with Sean. Uh, it was a whole fiasco. Um, but we had talked about the distinction between the names of God, what he is in and of himself, and then the titles of God, uh, who he is in relation to others. And that's not the extent of the answer given in the question. In addition to those, what else are we not to use irreverently? Attributes, ordinances, word, and works. There it is. Uh, and the whole thing then gets a lot more difficult. Uh, as I mentioned, attributes, that was question four. And I mean, if you go back, there's, you may have tried to draw that spaghetti chart I had. Um, and there is almost no end to the attributes of God. Um, but at the core of them is that he is holy. And I feel like almost every, even low-level, goofy uh, invective involves the word holy, right? Often with, paired with something very unholy. Um, and holy cow, holy smokes, holy crud. And then you were like, dang it. Oh, it's a euphemism for. Um, yeah, right? Well, and here's the thing if you're watching Batman and Robin comes across as the worst of all uh, blasphemers, at some point, I'm going to suggest if everything is blasphemy, then nothing is blasphemy, and the whole category is nonsense. Uh, and so that would be one way, I think, almost to get yourself off the hook, is to say, well, you can't say anything, you can't do anything, I guess we just accept it and trust that God won't smite us. And I think that, that in reality, the answer given here notwithstanding, what is actually condemned by the scriptures is a irreverent use of things holy. And, I mean, what's, what's holy about a holy cow? Well, we don't think anything. Um, so, Sean apparently dabbles in Hinduism. I don't know. Uh, it, I, I'm not going to worry about uh, heck. Maybe heck fire will come and claim me. I don't know. Uh, I, I think what this has to do is, is say to us, do I love God's name? Do I lift it up? Uh, do I love God's attributes? Or are they a joke to me? Uh, and does my speech reflect my love and my reverence for God, his attributes, his titles, his names, his uh, ordinances? Um, what do we mean when we say ordinances here? Is this just talking about baptism and Lord's Supper? Or See, yeah. is talking about any order? So, yeah, an ordinance. We, we talk about the two ordinances of the church. That's usually a situation where Baptists are afraid to say sacrament. Um, and since I'm not afraid to say it, I generally, if I want to refer to the two, uh, even, although even then, I will tell you that preaching is sacramental. It's a means of grace. So, you know, there are two mark of the church sacraments, the capital S sacraments, the capital O ordinances that Jesus said, do these things. Some, a few, a small, small a group of Christians will say there are three, the third one being the washing of feet, which 
if you're going to be really a stickler, Jesus did ordain and command by saying, what I've done for you, do for each other. We take that to mean serve each other, not literally wash each other's feet. But I think it's a beautiful thing when people do it, except at a wedding when it's creepy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry if anyone here, but I've seen it like three times, and it was always like, oh. I'm just like, nope. <laughs> I'm going to go out for a cigar, and I'm going to come back when you're done with all that. Um, but the ordinances include the reading of the word, the preaching of the word, the hearing of the word. Um, th- these are things that we need to hold in, in high regard. The administration of the, the Lord's Supper and baptism. I hear a lot of people make light of those things as if that makes us less Roman Catholic or something, or makes us more, I, I, don't, I don't know what. Uh, and... and if anything's holy, you know that old saying is nothing sacred. If anything is sacred, it's these things. Why, why would anyone who is a follower of Jesus be flip about them? I, I, I can't get my mind around them. I, I joke about everything, but I feel awful if I joke about these things. You know what I mean? Um, prayer and praise, religious fasting and thanksgiving, these are the things that are, that are listed by the, the divines under ordinances. Um, now, I was on the Chosen Fan, fan Club Facebook group this week, and uh, I had to finally leave it because it had become like show and tell for heretical views, uh, and nobody wanted to hear anything, and I didn't want to spend my life uh, frustrated and annoyed. Um, but the clincher for it was a third commandment violation by, I mean, as clear as day, was this cartoony thing of Jesus, like third baseman Jesus, you know the one I mean, with the mullet, uh, with the kids. Um, he doesn't have like the Phillies jersey on. He's wearing a robe, but you can tell. He's very, very much like a 1980s American mulleted, bearded guy. And, uh, and, and there's a play on words in which uh, someone says, no way, and... Jesus responds with Yahweh, only it's the, the tetragrammaton, the actual the, the name of God, the holy name of God, for which you'd be stoned to death if you used it flippantly in the Old Testament, for, for which, you know, the name, capital N. Uh, and, and I was like, done. Um, it's, it's very common in the church today, I think, to see a super casual, over-familiar approach to things that are very, very holy as a mark of my personal relationship with Jesus being so close that we goof around. Um, and I really don't think that's an accurate understanding of what's going on in those situations. It's, it's a lack of uh, fear of God. And the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So the third commandment, I think, is there just as a stark reminder. This God who saved you from Egypt is holy, is a consuming fire, is not to be trifled with, is not to be joked about, is not to be invoked for no reason. Um, I got a whole thing here about oaths and vows. Eh, Nah. Let me read two things real quick. One, uh, the Westminster Shorter Catechism uh, has a question 55, what is forbidden in the third commandment? I don't get why the Baptist catechism flips this commandment to a positive. It's, it's not. 
um, it, it does forbid. And they say what is forbidden is blasphemy, perjury, sinful cursings, sinful oaths, sinful vows, and casual lots. Uh, and uh, sneak that one in there. Uh, casual yeah. Right, right. Um, I think the formal lots is what you see the apostles doing to replace Judas. The casual lots are when you shoot dice in the back alley. So no craps games. Or Yahtzee? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to worry about what a bunch of Puritans think I should do with my recreation time. But can, you, can you read the list again? Blasphemy, perjury. Sinful cursings. Sinful cursings. Sinful oath. Yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah, so you can curse somebody. No, there's, there, you can curse... There are things that are cursed. And to talk about something that is cursed is serious. It's something that is damned. The word, I remember reading in the New Testament as a kid and snickering when I saw the word damned sometimes. <laughs> um, because in my mind, that, it was this very casual thing that the people my dad worked with always said. Uh, and sinful cursing is so vile because cursing is so serious. Saying to someone, go to hell, is such an awful thing because the idea of that person going to hell is such a horrible cosmic tragedy and grieves the heart of God. So the sinful cursing that says, honestly, damn it, and the thing that I'm damning is the screw that won't go in or whatever, something that's not worthy of that language, that idea, that's what makes it sinful. There, there is a real category of abomination and damnation in the Bible. And that's what we don't want to make light of in a sinful curse. Yeah? Maybe you did this last week. We did a lot last week, but it was mostly Sean related. <laughs> oh my God. Did you do that all? We, we talked a bit about it, yeah. Uh, in fact, that's like all over everywhere, but the funny thing was that in some sounds, it's a prayer. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I, it was Steve was reading one of the songs as a lay leader one time, and Colin said, he's out. Oh <laughs> you know what? Someone will talk to him when he gets home. Cameron will take care of him. But, you know, they, the flippant, you, you probably did all that already, but that's what's all over the office all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, really wish they wouldn't do that. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's even hard to know whether you said, oh God, in a flippant way or a, uh, a nun. I mean, like, because we're told to pray without ceasing. Um, that's, that's what comes out of me when I'm really, really, you know, I hear something that is very tragic. Sure, sure. Yeah, me yeah. too. Someone says, uh, I get news that someone is in the hospital. I will sometimes say, oh, God. Yeah. And I'm not saying, yeah. OMG. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's what you call an arrow prayer, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember when Nehemiah is... Uh, right there and he's about to make the, the ask and after we read his big long prayer he just basically says and I prayed to the Lord and then he asks and you're like okay that was probably like a one second like okay God you know like so, so yeah there's, I think it has to do with a heart yeah. uh, and it's probably pretty obvious if it comes out of your mouth yeah. if it's sarcastic or what but uh, I think that relates to this last quote I wanted to read from uh, Christina Rossetti who's a poet a 19th century poet uh, she says, in vain suggests not irreverence only, but voidness, nothingness, 
The bringing in for no cause but to round a sentence or fill up a gap of that name which was proclaimed before Moses in majesty and mercy to utter simply for the sake of saying something, that name which Isaiah foresaw as coming from far, burning with divine anger. It is to pronounce that name as though it were a mere word, not standing for any person, to bring it in when another word would actually serve our purpose as well. And I think that last sentence is the real, if another word, that's, that's the litmus test maybe. Would another word have worked just as well? Then this is not a job for the name. And if, is the other word that have worked just as well like a PG swear word? <laughs> then that's definitely not the job for the name. Um, and in a world where I think a mark of sophistication is to be mm, very droll and haha and ironic about things that have in the past been sacred. Um, I mean, I remember, I remember uh, uh, when I was in college, the whole thing with uh, President Clinton's uh, impeachment that was going on. And I remember a prof going on this rant. And I mean, obviously, I went to a very conservative Baptist school, so they weren't upset about the uh, uh, direction politically. But on the, the rant, this rant that we were moving into an era where everything that had been held up as this should be revered now is being flipped backwards so that the the higher the target of your mockery whether it, even if it's the presidency itself in the political sphere god himself in the like like overturning things once again in the culture had become sport rather than some kind of solemn duty that had to be carried out by a necessity and I think that that's continued in the 20-some years since then. And we really, in the church, have to rediscover the, just a sense of, of awe at who God is and a sense of reverence, not only for him, but for uh, authorities that he's placed above us, for uh, you know, every, everything that, that Scripture holds up, we need to hold up. Um. Noticed more and more as like Netflix has changed the way they advertise things, and they'll have like three words to describe a show, mm -hmm. and one of them is very often irreverent, right? Because that would make certain people, whoa, great! I want to watch that. It'll be funny. Um, and anytime I see that word, or like anytime it used, to, I don't think you see it as much now, but it used to be that um, you know certain comics or certain shows would be nothing sacred and blah blah. Yeah, blah. right. And like. I don't really have interest in that. Like, yeah. Some things aren't sacred. Yeah, and they mean nothing's off limits and they'll make fun of everything. Right. And then uh, that's... But that can often, like, just go yeah. a little too far. Yeah, you or know? a lot too far. Like, I'm fine with making fun of everything in, you know, a lot of areas of life, but if it goes into somebody's faith, you know, that's... Or at least if it goes into mine. It's different. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. I, I, well, that's I, usually the one that goes into. I mean, I'm no big fan of uh, Christians mocking others' beliefs either. Uh, that's taking again something that ought to really concern us. And it's interesting. Not only on Netflix with with television shows, but on Twitter, where you get the little slug line to write who you are and what you're about. It seems like a lot of the most popular 
Christian accounts, the word irreverent is in there too. Yeah, yeah I want you to know I'm irreverent before you. That's the kind of thing you're about to follow. And, oh, well, that's all right. I'm, I'm not that kind of Christian. And, and uh, 29,000 people are on board now. Do you so. think people do that because they think that that will, like, or they tell themselves, I'm doing this because um, it'll make me seem more like you people, and then they'll start following me, and then they'll get the gospel in some way? Like, it's, the excuse would be evangelism? That would be a really sweet way to think about it. <laughs> All right, so that's that question. I'm going to be in Utah next week killing Philistines. So we're going to start this video I told you about today, finish it next week. It's called The Face of Jesus uh, in Art, and I couldn't find the DVD. So I subscribed to something with a trial subscription, and I'll have to find the DVD before next week.